Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. <clears throat> Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for VCU basketball. Ram Nation, you can hear all the VCU Hoops games right here on 910 The Fan with an extended pregame show this year starting at 3.15 tomorrow before VCU faces off against GW. Phone lines are open throughout the show, 833-804-0910. Call AWOD. You can talk NFL, college basketball, college football, hype up that championship game, or any other sports you've been watching, 833-804-0910. You could be the quarterback or the head coach of this segment. You can always tweet us your thoughts at AWOD Radio or at 910thefan. And Stubb, it's good to be, uh, it's good to know when we're making a difference here, when our opinion is heard. And Justin responds to me on Twitter, and he says, I just heard your response. Remember, Justin was the one that tweeted us yesterday, said, it's not a winning culture if you're rooting for a loss, but he says, I agree with you. Since there is a coaching change coming, given the incoming staff, a little more leverage is fair play. But he says, I only want the number two pick so it can be traded back for even more picks. And I do think there is a part of this fan base that does want to ride with slinging Sammy Howell for another season, right? I mean, we've done this game before where we give up on quarterbacks too early, right? I mean, I guess you could argue we gave up on Kirk Cousins too early. Now look at the success that he's been having in Minnesota. Was really having a good season before he got hurt this season, and we're seeing the difference as they have gone through a ton of backups since he got hurt. If you want to chime in, 833-804-0910. Black Monday is, of course, the first Monday following the NFL regular season. There are a ton of possible head coaching departures. Number one on the list, Stubb, can you guess it? What do you think it is? Would it be our very own Ron Rivera? It would be our very own Commanders head coach Ron Rivera. Another guy on the list, according to NFL rumors, is the Falcons head coach Arthur Smith. And I've heard reports that he could be on his way out, uh, certainly, uh, a lot of people questioned his use of Bijan Robinson after drafting him in the first round of this last uh, NFL draft. They've used him more of a, as a pass catcher than a running back. He's going to go under his running back total for the season in terms of yardage uh, throughout the season. And, and look, it was Arthur Smith that kept going to Desmond Ritter when he obviously wasn't the guy. How many times did they go back to Ritter instead of giving Heineke an opportunity? Now, they do have a chance to get into the postseason, but they need to beat the Saints and they need the Bucks to lose to the Carolina Panthers. I think there's a chance that he's out as well. Another rumor is Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell. I'm going to put the, um, the kibosh on that. I'm going to say no. Give me a dong for that one, Stub, here. Look, at this is a Minnesota team that has had a lot of success under Kevin O'Connell. He's done a really good job of coming in and working well with quarterback Kirk Cousins. And you just can't really understand what the Vikings were trying to do this season because Kirk Cousins got hurt. And I get it when he was playing, the team wasn't very good. But then they went on that win streak and got back to 500 and had that big Thursday uh, Thursday night win where Kirk looked really good. So I don't think Kevin O'Connell is going to be out of a job. I think it's unlucky, the circumstances that he had to deal with uh, this season. And look. There's still a possibility. You're saying there's a chance you can grasp if you're a member of Skull Nation rooting for the Vikings for the postseason. Uh, Bucks coach Todd Bowles, I don't see that happening. Saints coach Dennis Allen, maybe I could see that happening. 
because uh, the Saints just have not had a ton of success this season. He kind of swung and missed on a quarterback with Derek Carr, it kind of looks like. Uh, I do not like NFL rumors putting out Pete Carroll of the Seahawks. Stubb, I don't think there's any chance that that happens here. I mean, this is a Seahawks team that, yes, they were in a good position and controlled their own destiny, and that changed with a few bad losses. Uh, but they had the injury to Geno Smith. Then Drew Locke came in. Then they went back to Geno Smith. And I, I, I still believe that this Seahawks team is performing better than the talent they have on their roster, right? I mean, we still don't know who their franchise running back is. Is it Kenneth Walker? They don't really have a good tight end or slot receiver. The defensive side of the ball seems to always be dealing with an injury, and oh yeah, they've been up and down at the quarterback position. So I think Pete Carroll's got a lot out of the Seahawks. Whether they make the playoffs or not, I still think he's in charge. Titans and Mike Vrabel, you know, that is a, an interesting one. I've seen that rumor for a long time. Um, I believe he's going to stay with the Titans, I heard a rumor that, hey, maybe Bill Belichick leaves the Patriots, giving them an opening to go reach out to Mike Vrabel, the Super Bowl-winning linebacker with the Patriots, uh, keep him in the AFC but move over from Nashville with the Tennessee Titans to the Patriots. Um, I, I just think they, they, they run it back one more time with Mike Vrabel in charge, Derrick Henry as the running back, and that solid defense. I think they give it another shot and probably roll with Will Levis next season. And then we mentioned it, Patriots coach Bill Belichick. Stubb, what do you think? I, I've been saying I believe he stays in New England, but the rumors are getting louder. The reports are becoming more prevalent. It's tough. Uh, I, I need to talk to my Patriots friend about this, but I, yeah. I don't know. that He's been there for so long, and I think he's so close to beating that record. I feel like he only leaves if he wants to. I think that's right. my... And, and look, it might come down to what happens this weekend, right? So if the Patriots beat the Jets and they fall back to the fourth spot in the draft, maybe they do do a complete reset and move on from Bill Belichick. If they lose, the Commanders win, and they end up with the two... Uh, slot in the NFL draft and they can get that franchise quarterback that would put them back in the right direction that they were in with a guy like Tom Brady, uh, I think you keep Bill Belichick because the defense was still flying around the field. It's just so simple when it comes to the Patriots this season. The quarterback position failed them. Mac Jones is not the guy. Bailey Zappi's not the guy. Whoever they've thrown in this season has not been the guy at all. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens Black Monday with the possible head coach debar departures, but uh, you can lock me in on Ron Rivera being fired and Arthur Smith being fired. Those are my two that I feel confident about. Stubb, you want to put anything out there on your confidence prediction? I, I'm really only confident in uh, Washington losing Ron. Yeah. Uh, I've not been following the, the coaching situations too much on other people. It's really hard to tell. A lot of the teams you named are teams that might get into the playoffs or are very likely to, and I, I it's hard to say that they'd get rid of them. And I really yeah. surprised. I think Pete Carroll is the one I'm most confident in staying. Yeah, me too. It seems like I right. love that guy. Yeah, no, they, they do. Um, and But may, maybe if they lose to the Cardinals, you know, uh, and they miss the playoffs, then they will make a tough decision. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not confident in saying Pete Carroll will be fired. Uh, but the other two guys have got decent amount of confidence. It is that time. Let's get to AWOD's certified NFL game of the week. This is AWOD's certified game of the week. Officially recognized as the NFL game this weekend that is certain to meet the qualifications or viewing standards set by football guys around the country. Touchdown! 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 Diving for the left pylon. He's in for the touchdown! 
guaranteed to be a football guy's football game. All right, we've been up and down throughout the season here with the certified game of the week. You know the bit. We're, we're trying to certify that NFL fans around the country will enjoy viewing this football game, no matter the teams, uh, whether your favorite team is included or not, no matter what we expect this game that we choose to be the certified game of the week will be the most entertaining game of the weekend. We're talking high scoring. We're not talking defense. We're talking about quarterbacks throwing the ball all over the field. We're talking about big plays. We're talking about a game that will come down to a wire, and people will be talking about Monday in the office. And so for this week's certified game of the week, I'm going to rewind to week three. Washington was 2-0. and the Buffalo Bills were 1-1. One one. They were traveling to Washington. And I think we all said here in D.C. and in Richmond, if the Commanders can win this game and get to 3-0, and we could be talking about a legit contender. Well, what happened? The Buffalo Bills came out swinging 137-3. They continued that momentum the following week as the Miami Dolphins came to town. They jumped on the Dolphins offensively in the first quarter with 17 points. And rode that to a 48-20 victory. The Dolphins are going to be looking for revenge. The Bills are looking to get to the postseason. It is win and you're in for Buffalo lose. And you might not even be a wild card team. So AWOD certified game of the week is Sunday night football. 8.20 p.m. kickoff on NBC with the Buffalo Bills traveling to the Miami Dolphins. You can lock that in. Save a note on your phone be the certified game of the week in the NFL. There are a couple decent games on Saturday. There are a couple 1 o'clock games that are worth tuning into on Sunday. But Sunday night football is going to be must-watch television. I think people sleep about uh, sleep on how cool Hard Rock Stadium looks on TV in Miami, Florida, home of the Dolphins. It's an awesome stadium. I've always wanted to visit it. You know, you can get in the pool and hang out with a couple chicks in bikinis while you watch some football. That sounds terrific, and it's going to be an awesome quarterback matchup with Tua against Josh Allen. Hopefully Tyreek Hill will be good to go, and he'll uh, match up uh, with the Bills starting corners. I'm interested to see how James Cook will play. I think he could be the X factor in this game here, as I think Miami will most likely still be without Raheem Mostert, who missed last game with an injury. And, and James Cook has just been so good all season long, and it feels like his production has increased throughout the second half of the NFL season. So I've already picked the Dolphins to win this game, uh, or excuse me, the Bills to win this game, but I do think it's going to be a really entertaining back-and-forth game. The over-under set at 45 and a, 48 and a half. Take the over. I think this one's in the 30s for both teams. Uh, it's going to be plenty of touchdowns. Uh, give me the Bills to win this game in AWOD certified NFL game of the week. If you disagree or want to bring up another game that you believe will meet the viewing standards of NFL fans around the country, call in 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back with She's Play to Win. She's in my head. Welcome back. She's <clears throat> I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for VCU basketball, and I love being part of the radio broadcast team alongside Robbie Robinson and Rodney Ashby. It really is a dream come true uh, for myself being a 2015 VCU alum. 
uh, back here, you know, seven, eight years later, uh, now working on the radio team. It's 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 a ton of fun. I really love doing uh, the pregame show live from the Commonwealth Room. Shout out to all the AWOD Army listeners who have come up to me in the past and introduced themselves and said they listen to the listen to the show. And I, I always appreciate people giving me a feedback. You know, we had one guy say, AWOD, I want you to talk more Caps and Wiz. We don't get enough of that in Richmond. One guy said, AWOD, talk more Steelers. I love when you go around the NFL. So I love to get feedback and, and meet with uh, listeners, members of the AWOD Army. So if you see me around at the Seagull Center, please uh, take the time to come and say hello. It really does make my day. As um, Like I said, this is a great dream come true, doing this radio show every day, getting to talk about the teams that I love. And the reason I got into radio is because I always love to tell the story. My dad let me borrow his phone after Redskins games and call into radio shows, you know, Kevin Sheehan, Al Galdi, and give my take on why the team won or lost. So we always like to make it an interactive radio show. Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. And then when I started working on the sports junkies, I got a bit of airtime and I wanted to jump on it. And so I asked and I begged Chris Kynard, the program director, to give me an opportunity. And he said, well, we've got 1580 AM CBS Sports Radio, and there's a slot at 9 AM if you want to host with a few of your friends. So we started... Play to Win the podcast in 2015 with my former interns, Andrew Passaro and Jeff Gilly. And then when they moved on to different jobs, we continued it uh, with my buddies Brian, Kevin, and James. And so I wanted to keep the Play to Win podcast alive here. And so I turned it into a segment on this show where we go through the best moments of the week, the winners of the week, the players of the week, the winning moments of the week, and the winning teams of the week. And so if you've been listening to the show since I started here in Richmond, you know this was a, a fun segment that Sneaky Cheek, Adam Cheek, loved to prepare. You know, he always had his favorite NASCAR moments and NHL games uh, that he wanted to introduce to the audience here in Play to Win. But now it's Stubbs' turn to take over this segment with the first play to win of the year here in 2024 let's roll the tape oh all right i thought we were doing names first give me one second. no 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 run the uh yeah run the sounder for play to win we gotta oh, have the yes, sounder yes. to run the segment give me yeah. one second yeah yeah, yeah. no take yeah, your sorry, time sorry here I'll, I'll bowl a little bit we're ready to go all right <laughs> okay All right, what you got for us, Stubb? It's time for Play to Win. All right, so for the Player of the Week, I put someone that I was not aware of until <laughs> uh, three days ago. I'm giving it to Caitlin Clark for that yeah. huge winning shot at the very last second for Iowa. Just got to give it to her. Everyone was talking about her. 
Yeah. She's been on well, everyone's mouth. Everyone I think this radio. is going to be like a, a broken glass moment for you, Stubb, because you're getting into the sports world. You're starting to watch SportsCenter and ESPN, and you, you bought Madden to get into the NFL. Watch. You're going to see and hear Caitlin Clark's name all the time. Now that you know who she is, you're going to hear about her a ton, and that was an awesome game-winning shot over Michigan State from the logo, certainly deserving a player of the week. Absolutely. Next, winning team of the week. Now, they, it wasn't a hard matchup for them, but I feel like this is the game that everyone said, Wacky Flacky's back. I'm giving yeah. it to the Browns. They've <laughs> had four starting quarterbacks. They're 11-5. and five. Like, I, I don't know how you do it. I, I had to give it to them, and, and yeah. just a dominant performance against the Jets. No, it is unbelievable how the Cleveland Browns have been able to play so well this season. Uh, you know, also, not only did they lose their starting quarterback, who – has not been that good in Deshaun Watson. They lost their starting running back in in, uh, in Nick Chubb, and they had to go with Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt and a little bit of wacky flacky thrown for 300 yards and three touchdown passes. They're on a four-game win streak. Not only are they going to get into the playoffs, but I think they're a scary playoff team with how good that defense is with Miles Garrett. I, I Look, I'm not going to pick them to win a playoff game, right? Uh, I'm not going to pick them to go to Jacksonville or to go to Kansas City and, and win a game or, or maybe even go to Buffalo. But I do think they're going to be entertaining and, and keep it close no matter who they end up playing against. It's a good pick. Yeah. You know what? I will pick them to win that first game. Oh. All right. My sports tilt How much of the money week. are you putting on the oh, line there, buddy? On <laughs> I'm just saying that. Yeah, that was a confidence move yeah. there. All right. Uh, sports tilt of the week, the Lions' final moments. I mean, yeah. I truly a rage grew within me watching them beat the Cowboys and then lose to the Cowboys through one of maybe one of the the worst referee mistake of the season. Yeah, I mean, I really want to see what Dallas would have done with 23 seconds left. They do have a really good kicker. Dak was having a good game. Maybe they get down the field and send it to overtime, right? But uh, or, or end up winning it. Sorry, um, but I also I, I I really keep going back to that moment, and I think yes, number one, the NFL was rigged. Number two. I'm starting to think Dan Campbell's an idiot. Like, why would you go for two again from the seven-yard line when you've already wasted your best play? It, it, I think that was an idiotic call yeah, there by the a... head coach. He obviously doesn't play Madden, right? <laughs> now Stubb plays Madden. He knows you, can, you send the game to overtime there. Um, so, yeah, it's a great sports tilt of the week. I, I totally felt the same way. There was, like, an anger inside of me where I felt like, well, this is rigged. No, I, I, I've done more fake, uh, fake go for two extra points than uh, actual extra points in Madden. So uh, I might be a Dan Campbell when I play that game. Uh, my sports smile of the week, something that makes me smile, is Ovi's back. He's making yeah. goals. It's been a while. Yeah. Back yeah. up there. And we can thank Michael Phillips for that, right? Because yeah. he didn't believe Ovi was going to break the record. Uh, but now he's doing well. He's, I think, what is it, three goals in the last I, six I think it was, and it should have been four. So yeah, we, been four. We, we can be, that's a something to smile about. Game it winning is. moment of the week. Uh, yeah, Michigan. and and oh, wait, yeah, yeah. and Ovi's smile, he's missing teeth, so yeah. it's a good smile. <laughs> it's a, of the it's week. a good yeah. smile from him. Uh, game winning moment of the week. I'm going to give it to the Michigan overtime drive against Alabama. Huge yeah. game. Everyone's eyes were on it. It was an overtime win. Got to give it to scored in like two plays. I yeah. mean, it really was cool. Beautiful moral victory of the week, and it was an actual victory, but I think it was more morals than anything. Was the Pistons ending their losing streak with a win? Yeah. That's yeah. got to feel good, I guess. I don't. You're still down, I don't know, 28 well, the, games. Yeah, but. I mean they're going to uh, they're going to end up with the number one pick probably uh, in the NBA draft if the lottery goes in their favor. Uh, but yeah, no, at least we can say Wizards are not the worst team in the NBA. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, the final one, the sore losers of the week, Eagles fans. Come on, guys. Yeah. You have an 11-5 and five team. Stop yelling at the head coach. <laughs> Right. They literally want Nick Sirianni fired. They uh, do not like A.J. Brown all of a sudden now. Uh, there, There is something going on there where, you know what, let's reach out to a, an Eagles reporter uh, to get them on the show next week here because uh, win or lose, because there is something that's brewing inside that Eagles locker room. And, uh, I look, I, I think that they're going to be fine when we get to the playoffs, when we get to the, the offs, right? The Eagles are still going to be one of the top teams in the NFC. I've said I believe you will get Eagles 49ers in your NFC championship game. But at the same time, there's something going on there where, you know, if they get a bad matchup, I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, lost by two touchdowns or something like that in the postseason. It just feels like uh, there there's a crack right now in the Eagles locker room. And maybe it is Nick Sirianni not getting uh, the love from the players that he deserves here. And, I mean, it's been three seasons. He's already taken them to the Super Bowl in the playoffs twice. What are they mad about here? Yeah, I think Philly fans need to understand how to be happy with an 11-5 and team. Like, yep. like you get to watch games and see them win. We have not been experiencing that here. Yep, so that was Play to Win. Each week we put together the best audio of the week. We love audio here on this radio show. So here are the calls for the Player of the Week, Winning Team of the Week, Sports Tilt of the Week, and more on Play to Win. Inside the five, still turning to the one, lunges across the goal line, touchdown Ravens! But I do know that Decker reported. I do know that Dan Skipper did not. And I do know that they said that Dan Skipper did. Touchdown for Taysom Hill. I thought we did a lot of great things today. Got a little bit of a block. 40, 45. Pull on the right sideline. 40, 35, 30, 25. Travis Etienne still on his feet. Travis Etienne to the goal line. Touchdown. You know, every guy left it all on the field. Love looks, airs it out. Oh, down the middle. It. Got his man. Touchdown. Jaden Reed, who just broke the rookie receiving record. Thinking about ways we could have been better. Joe Flacco got hit. He rolls out of the hit. He runs it. Then he throws it. And Ford caught it at the 30, at the 20, at the 15, at the 10, at the 5. He's still going. And he folds it right in. Touchdown, Jerome Ford. A play you will not believe. Throw him on the feet of it. He fired. Shot, what a play. Beautiful pass right there. Protus to Stroll to Ovi in the wheelhouse. Alex Ovechkin from the right point. 41.8 to go. Oh, baby, it's four. To Zion. Who is going to throw it down with a left hand? Under. Drives the baseline. Gets around him. Final reverse. Plunging right-handed hammer. Grabs a piston. For the first time since October 28th, have won. Joel with the dish, triple-double. The fans are aware of it. Curry with the ball. Backs up, shoots over Gogo Batazzi. He turned away. He was going back up the floor. He knew it was going in. Long lead. Go for the right-hand sledgehammer slam. Clark for the win. <laughs> Honestly, when it left my hand, I knew it was going in. So. Keeper, and they pitch it to him. Touchdown as Wilson. Walks in. It's what it means to these guys, to our players the most. Williams in motion, low snap. Elrow stopped. Michigan makes a stand. Ewers loves it up, and it is incomplete. Washington hangs on and wins. And that's.
Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the Washington Commanders. And the 2023-2024 season finally comes to a close this Sunday when the Commanders face off against their arch rival, the Dallas Cowboys. Joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline is Sergeant Snyder in the AWOD Army. Rick Snyder, what's going on, Rick? Uh, the, gun, the guns are going silent soon, and we'll see what uh, who survives. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to be interesting. I, I kind of feel like Ron Rivera is going to be out of a job and probably Eric Bieniemy as well. Even though I would like him to stay here in Washington, I think he's done a good job. I just think the defense held this team back. I mean, what do you think? Do you like Bieniemy to stay? I don't think he will, but I liked him a lot. I mean, I had a video today on Rick Snyder's Washington. I said I would have loved to work for somebody like Eric Bieniemy because while he was tough on you, he got the best out of you, and he supported you. What yeah. more can you ask? And, you know, there were days that he didn't call a good game. There's no doubt. And, you know, he had to learn some things, too. But overall, I, thought I saw him more as a positive. And if they hire a defensive coordinator to be the next head coach, uh, I think the guy should at least look at it. Um, but you never know if they're bringing their own person. Rick, you've covered this team for a long time. Do you think this is a tough decision for Commanders fans this Sunday of who to root for, or is it easy? Let's root for Dallas to have another butt whooping and get that number two overall pick. It is a really strange mix. Uh, I've seen all week of people talking. You know, most people really want that number two draft pick, which they may get. They lose. Uh, But a lot of people want to see them beat Dallas, you know. And, And if they do, I haven't seen how far they'll drop, maybe as far as nine. Um, a lot of people just want that number two. In a way, I'd rather see him beat Dallas and not have that two because if they go for somebody like Caleb Williams, I think that could be a disaster. And I think it's too risky a pick uh, for some people. And I don't know who's going to come in and make the pick. But, you know, it takes that out of your hands if you don't have that pick. Yeah. Well, I know you're you're not the biggest Caleb Williams fan, but I've been saying I'm putting my career as an NFL quarterback evaluator on the line I believe in this kid, Caleb Williams. I think he's going to be a pro bowler within five years. So not only do I want the number two overall pick, I want to trade up to number one. Because we talked about this last week, and I I felt like immediately, oh, if the Bears have number one, they're going to dangle it over us and and say, oh, we'll give it to New England unless you get it, and they'll fleece us. But as I think about it, the more and more I think about it, I really want Caleb Williams. And the only way I think you get him is if you have number one overall. So that's what I'm in for, Rick. I think he's a big-time sucker pick and will be bounced out of the league within a few years. <laughs> tell, me why, tell me why you think he's that good. Where I've watched the film. I've seen the off-the-field stuff. I just think he's not going to mentally handle the league, and I don't think he's that talented overall. Well, he's been in a weird scenario here, right, where coming out of high school he was a very high prospect, went to Oklahoma, then got thrown into the lineup because of an injury and had a lot of success, went to USC, followed the head coach with him, obviously took millions of dollars in NIL money, and because of that it might have changed his personality a little bit, but I do think he is one of those guys that wants to be great. When he gets to the NFL, I I think he's going to put things aside and really focus on improving his mechanics, but I just think people aren't giving him enough credit for his athletic ability. 
I think he's the closest thing we've had in the college game to a guy like Patrick Mahomes, the way he runs around and throws sidearm and can keep a play alive. He's like a shorter Josh Allen to me with the Mahomes-type athletic ability. And so I'm just all in on this kid. And look, I get it, Rick. A lot of people love to bring people down when they're at the mountaintops, but let's not forget, he was at the mountaintop last year when he was the Heisman Trophy winner for a team that didn't have a defense. He was putting up 45 points a game. Okay, so I've been, this will be my 50th training camp this summer. And I don't pretend to be a scout, but I know what I'm looking at. Why do you think Chase Young failed? Well, I think it was probably the mindset. Yes. That he, that he had already arrived, right? Right, and that's where Kale Williams' downfall will come to. I see a lot of warning signs on this. You know, the money, you should, players should never worry about the money because it's there. You know, it's there. It's there and more. When Chase is talking about he's missing camps because he's got to do commercials, what a red flag that was. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that was a Russian red That was a Chinese red flag flying over us. I mean, it, it was like, wow. And you don't understand. Your second contract will be humongous if you're playing well. And Chase fell into this trap. And I think he's looked like junk over in San Francisco overall. And, and God help the people that sign him, you know, to be honest. Uh, and I think Caleb Williams is a lot of that. Talking about he wants a piece of the franchise. Well, number one, you can't do that. It's a salary cap violation. Because somebody should have known that and told him already. You know, yeah. he's chasing he's chasing the money. He's not chasing the team. It's okay to want the money. This is a capitalist society. I have no problem with that. But I don't see his mind right. And it won't get any better coming here. And I don't think physically he's good enough overcome some of the problems he has. The NFL is a tough place, man. It will break you. It'll break anybody working in it, down to the reporters, if you can't handle it. You know, the pressure is enormous. And I don't see this kid making it. And so I would rather see Washington not even be tempted. But when they say Washington's interested in him, who are you talking about? Because everyone's getting fired on Monday. So yeah. It doesn't matter unless it's the owner. If the owner's yeah. the guy telling them that, okay. You know, and if it's the owner – we got another Dan Snyder problem. So I don't think Josh Harris is into it that in that way. Josh Harris is worried about the money, which is where his mind should be. I, I, you make a lot of really great points. I, I, I do not uh, agree with you putting Caleb Williams in the same sentence as a guy like Chase Young uh, because we haven't seen him do the same things that Chase Young did, you know, all obsessed with the bag of money. And and look, Rick, I, I'm willing to not only put my NFL career as a quarterback evaluator on the line, I will buy you pizza once a month <laughs> for a year if Caleb Williams is out of the league in three years. <laughs> Well, okay, I want pepperoni on one side and sausage on the other, and you can send it to me. <laughs> what are you willing to give me if I was right about Caleb Williams and he turns into a star? <laughs> uh, I, I guess I'll have to buy you the same pizza back. But I just, you know, I just you could just mention me at the end of every one of your columns and every one of your two-minute yeah. videos. This was presented by AWOD Radio. That's what you have to say. There you yeah. go. My, official, my <laughs> official sponsor. I'll be your I'll be your indentured servant for a year. <laughs> All right. So uh, lastly, here let's discuss this number two overall pick and how likely it is that the Commanders get it. Because Stub, my producer, and I were like racking our brain yesterday listening to all these clips of audio, people explaining it, and so I have the list in front of me. They need Pittsburgh to beat Baltimore, uh, Colts to beat Houston, 
New Orleans to beat Atlanta. That's a double um, worth that game. Green Bay to beat Chicago and Vegas to beat Denver. They need three of those games to go in their favor. Do you think that happens? Yeah, I think all. I think easily all five of them could. Really, uh, and and I don't see them beating Dallas. So that's that too. But no, I think I think in all of those little clicks, I think they're going to get the two in the end. And you know, their last two number twos have been Chase Young, okay, bust. RG three, well, the injuries. That first year was electric, you know. And then the injury happened, and the mindsets happened, and he got his mind in the wrong place too with the coach. They were both equally guilty in my mind on that. So number twos don't always work out. Lavar Arrington was a two. Had a pretty good career until he said, you know, he got into a big dispute with the ownership and was gone. So two is not as good a number as you might want. <laughs> hey, um, lastly here, we, we were throwing this around earlier on the show. Sam Howell, will he be the backup quarterback next year if they draft a quarterback? Or would it be Brissett and then you either cut Sam, trade him, or move him to three? Uh I think he'd be the two. I don't think Brissett comes back. I think he'll get a better deal elsewhere okay. uh, for it. So he's gone. You keep Sam because he's got two more years of rookie money, which is cheap. It lets you get another starter somewhere yeah. on there. And and that's that's to say that, you know, you're talking this number one's going to come in here. How many number one first-round pick quarterbacks in the last three, four years have been busts? Right. So no, a hundred, uh, basically a hundred percent of them, besides C.J. Stroud, and, and and I hate people, you know, overhyping these rookie quarterbacks. I just, I mean, I, I just really believe in Caleb, and, and maybe I'm going to be wrong, and I'm never going to be able to evaluate quarterbacks on the radio again. But I, I truly believe that Caleb's the guy. After this, you're my man for punters. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> oh man, that's Sergeant Snyder, Rick Snyder <laughs> in the AWOD Army. Rick, what did you want to promote, man? Uh, I do have a book coming out around St. Patrick's Day called Presidential Force. Not that anybody will remember. We'll come back. But I got a book I'm finishing now on every president and what they drank. You know, some of the partiers. George Washington, that dude partied with the best of them, how much he drank. <laughs> uh, you know, so so it's kind of a fun book outside of sports for once and uh, you know, to do it. And you can always watch me on Rick Snyder's Washington on YouTube and Twitter. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm there, too. So. You know, I won't go anywhere. The offseason, still got to eat, still got to work. Where where can people buy this book when it comes out? Uh, my house. You know, no, it's going to be on Amazon. and uh, <laughs> I, I self, I'm self-publishing it because in this new world, you make so much more money as a self-published author than, you know, not that random house is coming to my door to buy it, but <laughs> uh, it's the new way of doing things. And it'll be online. You know, but Amazon will have it, too. That's awesome. Well, let so, me know if you do an audio version because I listen to a lot of audio books. <laughs> maybe, maybe you could do it with drunk, and that way, it'll, <laughs> yeah, that might be funny. <laughs> that would be funny. Oh, that's Rick Snyder. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD on the Fan. Welcome back. Happy Friday, everybody. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. And we have a new rule on 910 The Fan. On Fridays, we roll, broadcasting live from River City Roll in Scott's Edition, one of Richmond's top social spots with boutique bowling, a seasonal menu 
that includes really good pizza, wings. Uh, people sleep on the burger here. It's really good as well. And I love the fries. Uh, some of the best fries in town, I think, can be found here at River City Roll. Really good cocktail scene. Uh, great beer. They've got their own River City Roll beer. And you can actually get a pitcher for just $10 anytime there is a football game on. A dog-friendly patio that is, yes, covered and heated, and it's heated well even in these cold months. You can hang out there uh, with a light jacket or a flannel and have a ton of fun, and I always love the live music on Fridays and Saturday nights. So the Milwaukee Bucks last night faced off against Victor Wembanyama and the San Antonio Spurs, and Giannis had a really good bounce-back game, and I said it was a bounce-back game because before that the Bucks had fallen to the Indiana Pacers. And it was two straight losses to the Pacers, and they've lost to the Pacers three times already this season. Part of that's because Troy um, Tyler Halliburton uh, is just having an incredible season. I mean, he, Tyrese Halliburton is an all-star. He is playing like Donovan Mitchell did a few years ago with the Jazz, where he's just scoring in bunches. You ba- you cannot stop him if he gets an open look. Uh, he had 31 the other night when the Pacers defeated the Bucks, 142-130. to 130. And Giannis had this really awkward but funny quote after the game uh, Stubb, would you like to comment on the quote before we play it? What did you think when you were able to hear it? I, I, I had a, I, not too many thoughts. Uh, just yeah. uh, wondering what he was thinking. He he was just would, speaking in that moment. I don't know if he, he knew what he was saying. I I know he was a little TMI. That's what I'm going to say. A little I, TMI I, I, yeah, from the Greek feek, Giannis Adetiakumpo. Let's roll the tape. Are you you have that uh, and you think about it now when you go back home. And you sleep and you wake up, you think about it. Now when you go back and uh, work out, you think about it. You know, when you're about to get freaky at night, you think about it. <laughs> you know, um, but at the end of the day, it's good because now it gives us time to fix things. You might have to isolate him saying, you think about it. Because I think that is really funny. There's just, just that line. But he is, yeah, when you're getting freaky at night... Uh, you think about it. The way, um, the way so, he says "freaky," it just it yeah. sells it. It's a perfect little quote for him, right? And he is known as the Greek freak, and um, I don't know. He, he's a, he's a funny kid. I mean, he he's uh, you know he's kind of learning everything new on, on the go here in America. Like a year ago, there was a funny bit where Giannis finally discovered Oreos, and he was like, <laughs> "These things are amazing," and he was eating a whole bag every night. And the coaching staff said, had to say, "Hey." Uh, you got to cut out the Oreos. And, you know, he's kind of like, you know, he's got this great story. And that's why I think everyone should check out Rise on Disney Plus. And Stubb is still one of your homework assignments it is. It's uh, on to the watch list. here. And, and it's because, look, his family came from, was it Nigeria or Sierra Leone? I can't remember. I think it was Nigeria. They, you know, illegally moved into Greece and were basically running for their lives at night. And during the day, they were selling sunglasses. And Giannis and his older brother picked up a basketball and um, started playing with some neighborhood kids. And all of a sudden, they went through a huge growth spurt. And uh, he started playing for the Greek team. And then you see at the end of the movie, you know, it's no surprise. He goes to a workout, an NBA scout falls in love with him. And the Bucks draft him in the first round. And so he's got this really cool, you know, American dream story here that 
he really is discovering things in this country for the first time. And, uh, yeah, getting freaky, he's still thinking about the loss to the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> so, you know, he does care about winning NBA titles. Uh, wins and losses are always on his mind. But uh, speaking of the movie Rise on Disney+, Plus, that everybody should check out the story of Giannis Adetiakumpo and his rise to fame here in America, wanted to do a quick Netflix because I did see a really good movie over the weekend. Netflix, the best of streaming services, TV, movies, books, podcasts, and more. We've got you covered on Netflix. All right, Stubb, the movie is called The Iron Claw. It is the true story of the Von Erich brothers. I keep wanting to call them the Von Ehrlich brothers. For some reason, Ehrlich just flows better than Eric, but... um, it is an unbelievable story. I'm not spoiling anything. They explained this at the beginning of the movie. The father was a wrestler, and he changed his name. I forget what his original last name was, but he changed it to Von Eric, which was his mother's maiden name. He thought it was better for wrestling. And then there was this thought that that created an unlucky, uh, I guess, charm in the Von Erich family where a bunch of unlucky things would happen to them over and over again and it's the story of six brothers who are trying to make it in the intensely competitive world of professional wrestling in the early 80s in Texas and um, Zach Efron is tremendous. Um, I, I teased this yesterday, you know uh, smile before you go to the movie, smile after you leave the movie because you're not going to be smiling much during the movie. It is very sad. Uh, people have already read um, a lot of the previews that do say, yes, num- uh, numerous members of the family do pass away in the movie. That's part of why it's sad. Um, and, and it's really it's wild because it's true. I think I would have given this 5 out of 5, Stub, if I was a big WWE fan, if I was really into wrestling. Right. Um, but I just wasn't. I don't know why, because I grew up. You know, I, I I was telling my mom after we saw the movie. I remember going to my buddy Brian's house when I was a kid, and his older brother would do wrestling movie moves on us while we played wrestling video games and would watch uh, wrestling, you know, WWE or WWF in the background while we hung out. Um, but for some reason, I never got into it. You know, my dad claims that he liked wrestling, you know, in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, but then he never got into it when he was raising me. So I just was never the biggest wrestling fan. I loved football. Football was everything for me, and basketball as well. So I think if I watched wrestling, I would have been aware of the Von Erich family. And because of that, I think this movie would have hit me harder. But it's still certainly four and a half out of five stars. Keeps you entertained throughout the entire movie. Jeremy Allen White is terrific. Obviously, he rose to fame because of Shameless and then his new Hulu show uh, that's had two seasons called The Bear that is fantastic. Uh, And he plays a smaller role in this movie, but he kind of steals the show uh, in his role. And um, but Zac Efron, I think, is worthy of an Oscar, really. Like Zac Efron is that good. He got really into, you know, good shape for this movie, Uh, buffed up, bulked up. I will say still kind of had some tiny calves. Threw me off. I thought his legs were too skinny when he's jumping off the ropes. I mean, he's got, like, a a body like he's Gronkowski above the waist, and he's Tom Brady below the waist. So that was a little bit weird, but besides that, I thought it was very entertaining. Like I said, it's not a feel-good story, 
but it is very entertaining and interesting. And I think it's hard to watch this movie and then not want to talk about it or not want to research the Von Erich family. I don't think it's uh, very good on the rewatchability scale. Like, you watch the story once, you're going to be done with it. But it is one of the best movies of the year uh, because of the way it's acted, directed, and it is just it's a true story, and it's it's wild. And, of course, it is distributed by 824. Uh, of course. Stubb, are you all in on 824 oh, like course. I am? They're, yeah. they're like the only studio right now letting artists make good things. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that's just what it is. Yeah. No, you're right. So uh, four and a half out of five joggers is my rating. Stubb, did you have anything you wanted to bring up on Netflix, or had you heard anything about Iron Claw? I had, and I wanted to bring up that I heard that the true story, that there was another brother that something sad happened to, and they cut him. Just oh, okay. The story so you're just spoiling already... it for people now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I did a whole cut... review without no, spoiling I didn't it. Say, and now I you're said spoil no, it. no, no. They cut this entire story from the movie. Is what yes, I'm saying. Yes. The real life story. Yes. Just there's because... another brother that dies that they literally left out of the movie because the director said it would have been too sad. Yeah. Like it just, <laughs> I'm like, wait. So you. So, so it's not true. Oh no, it's true. It's just even sadder. <laughs> the true story. Yeah. Right. Like that. That's my uh, what I've heard going into it. It's it makes me kind of not want to go. I don't love a downer of a movie. Yeah. No matter but how. Did good you it see is, the but... Fablemans? Yeah. Because I was telling my mom, I thought the Fablemans was sadder. I think it's a better really? movie, but I thought the Fablemans was was even more. Fablemans wasn't depressing. that sad. Really? What was sad? Dude, the, the... the mom cheated on the dad with the best friend. Well, yeah, I like that sucks. If you're a product of divorce, that's a sad movie. I'll tell okay. you that. I, yeah, right. I, like I, I don't know. Compared to like death, I, I would say that a, a parent divorce isn't quite as sad. Yeah, no, but there, it's the creepiness of the the father's best friend watching the mom dance naked and then she yeah, he starts sleeping. You know, it, it just moment. rubbed me the wrong way. And it makes me feel like I don't want to bring my friends around girls anymore, <laughs> you know. So that's why I thought the fable meant better movie um but uh, a little bit more depressing. Uh but yeah, that's definitely what I wanted to bring up on Netflix today. I am really enjoying Loki season 2 on Disney Plus. Have you been watching anything on Disney Plus? Uh, no Disney Pluses. I started True Detective last night, as you nice. told me to. And, uh, nice. Um, Stubbed doing his <laughs> doing homework. My homework. Did not do yep. the 30 minutes of push-up workout, but we did That's We did one of my That's tasks. That's fine. Have you been talking to your dad about that? Is he going to help train you? No, or, is, I, or am I going to have to train you? I'll, I'll probably see him this weekend, and I'll talk to him about it. All right, uh, yeah. I'm not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not texting him about your, it. Yeah, I want – that's my goal for 2024. More of Stubb's dad on you the radio. <laughs> yeah, more, more of senior Stubb's dad. Yeah, I, senior well, Stubb. Look, I, I will, I'll be in that gym February 1st. I'm going to start then. Wait, what? I will. Dude, no, that's my that's too late. That is <laughs> way too late. <laughs> the, the, we're, we're setting up the uh, Producer Olympics for, like, February 12th. Okay. You, you need so more I than got... seven days. <laughs> no, I need you to get in the gym – for at least for at least thirty minutes this weekend, the gym's gonna be right. crowded, dude. You know how much Fortnite you play and Spider-Man and video games. Throw the controller down for a minute and and at least go for a jog. I mean, my goodness, you said you used to do cross country. I don't believe it. <laughs> I did not with the outfits that you wear. Well, yeah, it was in high school. It's been like seven years. Um, All right, all right, but I just need you to defeat JC. I That's know, what, and hey, we're, know. we're we're putting in things that I can win it. All this right, this we sprint, are. this this math, the wonderlick. I feel good about your chances yeah. in the wonderlick. It's, it's really the push up that, that really. That's uh, the behind like... the scenes things that even Michael Phillips doesn't know. JC completely failed the wonderlick yesterday when we put a test in front of him. He didn't know what he was looking at. I, I'm starting to think that guy's going to really struggle. And he made some mediocre pizza yesterday. 
Yeah, you know I, what? I heard whisperings that there might be a pizza making competition. I don't. I don't know if that's. <laughs> no, 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 we can't okay. do that. If I'd anything, maybe grilled cheese. You know, I've, oh, okay. I'm I confident in your ability to do grilled cheese. I appreciate yeah. that. I think I yeah. can. I just don't trust you with an oven. You know. <laughs> All right, I'm Adam Epstein. I've gone way past my time. It is Grant and Danny coming up next. Everybody, wish them a happy 10 year anniversary. 10 years of Grant and Danny. They are up next on the fan.